Season one of Watch With You is made possible by the support of Barry from Podcast in Color. Thank you, Barry. Hey, it's Lady D here. I'm with Lady H. Hello. We are here for another episode of Watch With You, and we are here to mistlehoe again. You're here to mistlehoe again. I am here to take the A train to Harlem. Okay. Well, you have to come hoeing to get to Harlem. You know what? That's what my mama said. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back to talk about the Christmas movies that we have watched so far uh, this season, the second half of this season. I am going to start with the one that I watched and then Lady H will talk about the ones that she watched. And then we'll talk about the couple that we both saw together. Mm-hmm. I just actually watched today um, A Fiance for Christmas. Here's the synopsis. Perpetually single Sawyer, played by Amanda Payton, makes a fake wedding registry, hoping a shopping spree with a scan gun will be the ultimate retail therapy. But when the registry is discovered and the whole town throws her a surprise bridal shower, she's too embarrassed to tell the truth. Instead, she finds a fake fiancé to help her navigate through the lies and holiday festivities. However, as real feelings develop between Sawyer and her fake fiancé, they may turn into a the real deal after all. Adam Gregory and Marie Osmond also star. So, actually, this was very cute in my eyes. She is, and they, they're only selling her on perpetually single. She is an OBGYN, so she is an accomplished woman, an accomplished Black woman, and, well, she's a biracial Black woman, but an accomplished woman, um, and she basically lives for her job. Um, at one point she was engaged or together and that uh, his name is Josh. He, he basically left her to go pursue his degree, told her basically that he will make enough money for both of them and she didn't have to worry about going to med school. And so since then she's pretty, she went to med school and she's pretty much been single ever since she works at this great um family practice um family OBGYN office and she has friends with one of the nurses and the nurse pit her up to doing this registry that was supposed to be private just to get over because her other friends are going through the getting married and having baby stages and she's the last single one in the bunch so she's playing people's uh maid of honor and bridesmaid over and over and she's still single there was a glitch at the company system they sent out an email saying if you want to make it private you got to go back in and fix it she didn't read the email and here goes life her her friends find the registry they throw this shower um one of her patients in the meantime before throwing the shower one of her patients has her brother 
in town for a month to help take care of her because her husband is in the military and she's about, you know, eight and a half, nine months pregnant, about to watch, have the baby. He comes into the appointment and of course they make him, you know, hot looking guy and sisters trying to set her up with the doctor and that's how we get it. I think it's cute. Won't spoil the whole movie, but I think it's cute. I think it was worth watching. Um, Marie Osmond did well. There was chemistry between Adam Gregory and Amanda. Um, that boy's his real name was Landon, but he was going by Josh because that was the registry. Josh got got away <laughs> was his last name. Basically, he was on the fake registry. But I'd say it's was it's worth the watch. Lady H, got anything to say over there? Mm-hmm. So you said the two leads had chemistry. Was mm-hmm. he cute? I would say he's he's cute. I'm not gonna go. He's drop dead gorgeous, but he's cute. Mm-hmm. He, I and mean, he's, he's not like a couple of the actors that we've had recently, and it's like really. Would we recognize him anywhere? I don't recognize him anywhere. Um, let me see. Let me let me put him in the Google. Maybe the Google machine. Yes. And what did we do before there was Google? Uh, we had something called a card catalog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He played Ty Collins on nine hundred two one zero. Didn't watch that shit. We talking about nine hundred two one, the OG or the remake? Um, the I think the remake. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Thomas Gregory also stars as Thomas Forrester on a boat in the beautiful. When you said his name, I thought, wasn't he? Didn't he play Crazy Thomas on a boat in the beautiful? And he did. Oh, he did. Yeah. He did, I do remember seeing him on Wizards of Waverly Place and in Hannah Montana, the movie. And in 17 again with Zac Efron. I do remember that. Yeah, I only can speak to Bold and Beautiful. Well, remember my children used to be diehard Disney fans. Oh, thank God my children were gangsters. Anyway, I'd say go ahead and give it a whirl. And actually, Marie Osmond looks really good. So... Whoever's doing her work, shout out. <laughs> See, it's a shame that you didn't say, oh, good genetics. Oh, good diet. Oh, good makeup. You said that woman has seen a knife or two. I didn't say necessarily a knife. I said good uh-huh. work. It could uh-huh. be Botox. It could be fillers. I'm just saying whoever's doing it, we, we know that the less melanated folks age not so well. So, yes, go give... A fiance for Christmas, a world. Mm-hmm. Then I also watched my favorite Christmas melody, and that was again another uh, movie on Lifetime. And this one starred R&B favorite Maya. Uh, The synopsis on this was a once promising singer-songwriter, Abby, now finds herself writing uninspired jingles for commercials. 
As she heads home for the holidays, she's enlisted by the local high school music teacher to help save the school's arts program. In the process, Abby rediscovers her voice and regains the confidence to go after her dreams and lets the possibility of love in too. Rainbow Sun Franks also stars. So let's recap. The music teacher didn't actually pull her in. It was more like her mama, who was the principal at the school, pulled her in to help work with on it together. And she really doesn't like Christmas that much anymore because when she first went to, I believe it was New York, to work on her music career, she was playing, you know, at um, amateur songwriter nights, amateur um, singing, open mics, and a singer heard her song and told her to reach out because they could work together, and she reached out, never heard back. The next thing we know, there's this Christmas hit on the radio, and it's her song that she had performed and written at the open mic. So she pretty much got let down on that process and went to writing huh, jingles for commercials. And she's pretty good. Like people know her jingles when they tell her, you know, you know when she says she writes jingles, you know, people are like, well, what'd you write? And she, you know, sings one. And they're like, oh, yeah, I like that one. Um, and she goes home for the holidays. And her mom is very pretty. I do not know who played her mother. But... She's a very pretty black woman. And let me pull it up off of the Lifetime website because they they don't give anybody any love but the daggone stars. You know what? When you use the info button on cable, they do the very same thing where they don't list all of the stars. And especially if it's a black thing. Like, they'll list all of the white producers, but they will not list. I'm like, yo, this person had a major storyline, and they're not listed. I don't I don't get it. I don't know what their metrics are. Or... I don't that's know. Embarrassing. Well, that sucks. Okay. So, basically, music teacher and her working together, she also misreads um, some interaction between the music teacher and a student, and you know, thinks he's out to hurt her. Of course, you know how that always goes. And they misread a situation. It's not what the happens, what what really was. And of course they come back. But it was cute because Maya did sing several times in the movie, which was great because I hate when you, you know, cast singers in roles and we know they're singers and you don't let them showcase that talent as well. Um, the acting... I'm going to say it was, it wasn't Emmy award winning, but it wasn't horrible either. If y'all remember the last um, Miss LaHoe, I said how horrible the chemistry was with um, one of the Mosley sisters and her lead. It's definitely not that, but I'm not going to be like, oh, it was spectacular, but it wasn't horrible either. So the storyline is good. I would say watch it for that. Watch it because Maya looks nice. Her acting is actually pretty good. And her singing was was great. That's what I have to say about that one. 
I love the fact that we see so many of our music stars evolve into acting roles and doing something different. Last episode, we talked about wrestling and we gave uh, Queen Latifah all of her flowers. Miss V talked about Brandy and Eve as well. We're going to talk a little bit later about Merry Little Christmas with Kelly Rowland. And you have Maya. I, I remember Tina and Tamara used to sing too. I mean, not to the extent of these other young ladies, but, or, excuse me, these grown women. But, because <laughs> um, they are. I want to give them their props. Yes. I want to give them their props for, for whom what they are. And it's just this second emergence of a career. And I'm just glad to see her doing something. And you say that it's that the singing was good and her acting was good. Yes. That is something that I want to see. And please repeat the name of it one more time. My favorite Christmas melody starring Miss Maya. What's next on the recommendation slash we watch this list? Well, I thought you should talk about one of the movies you watched. What? Okay, I know you well, watched at least one because Ma I brought you in. Well, I decided that I was going to be defiant and pick one of my own. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so again, referencing the last episode, if you didn't listen to, to what we talked about wrestling in the beginning half, but then we also got a little bit of mistletoe and TV on. So shout out to Madame Lizette and Miss V. We went on this rant about Christmas movies and the formula. And I said, I wanted something a little bit different than the Hallmark Lifetime formula. So I decided I was going to visit VH1 and watch a hip hop family Christmas. Now, what got me was that Redman and MC Light were in this movie. Now, what? Oh, you didn't know? You don't know? You know nothing? No, I know nothing. Oh, you know that? Okay, well, let me, let, let, let me, let me, let me get you a little something, something. So I believe I, I can still rap most songs on Light as a Feather. I love me some MC Light. And I believe she can do all things. So I was in for her, but I don't, you know, I remember Red Man doing Blunt Man with Method Man and stuff like that, but I hadn't seen him in a while. So I was like, yo, he's in a movie? Really? So I, I felt as though I had to watch it. Now, this movie was produced by Jamie Foxx. And Jamie Foxx did all the music, the score. Hmm. Yeah, so he was an executive producer and he also did the music. It's a family. So the matriarch and patriarch of the family was Redman and MC Light. And I was like, wow. And then they had three children. Terrence J. Carrie Hilson. Terrence J. was playing one of the children? The boy. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. I mean, are we supposed to pretend that Redman and MC Light are supposed to be that old? Let me say it like this. I had less of a time believing that he could be their child i mean he's a cornball so i was like lies but he was supposed to be the eldest child and carrie hilson was supposed to be the middle child and the baby was soraya from empire and she was giving all of the empire goodness okay and when they had them next to each other i was like wait wait wait, wait, wait. <laughs> who's older okay so this this 
movie was the who's who of um, like lots of cameos. Carrie Hilson was playing middle daughter Jessica and she was dating Mia. I'm like, okay. Soraya was dating Tank. So I was like, everybody in this. I said, yeah, when you just said Tank was in it, I'm like, well, dang. Okay, actually, let me just read some of the lists of names. Uh, Valerie Pettiford was in it, giving all of the gravitas. And she played Mio's mother. We also had, you know, you always got to have a villainous white around. So that was played by Jody Lynn O'Keefe, who I remember from various 90s roles. There was also Demetrius Ship Jr. Now, if you don't know who Demetrius Ship Jr. is from Name Alone, he played Tupac in All Eyes on Me. And so, and I was like, look at Demetrius Ship trying to make a Jada out of Carrie Hilson. Like the whole time I said, look at Tupac and Jada. They had a little thing going on. And then, let me see. Uh, they were supposed to be from Houston. So what, can you be from Houston and not see Bumby? The answer is no. So Bumby was there. Like Nephew Tommy was on there. B. Simone. Uh, who else did a cameo? Uh, hold on, I got a list. Oh, Just Hilarious. And did I say Lil Mama? So Just Let B. Simone, Vanessa Simmons, Lil Mama, Nephew Tommy, Bumby. Yeah, I think Tank had a speaking role. There may have been other people in this movie that I just didn't recognize as famous. So it was like the BET Awards for me, where I'm like, I know that y'all are famous, but I'm here for the older acts. So like, I'm here for MC Light and for Redman. I'm not here for you Utes, you mumble rappers. I don't know which one of, y- which one of y'all's future. I don't know. But you know, it's like they they were shown like, it's this person. And I don't know who that person is. So those are the ones that I recognized. You know, there could be others. So what it was about, they had a record label called Black Dynasty. And they created a Black Dynasty where most of the people in the family were involved in the music industry. Soraya was a rap star. Like I said, she was giving all of her um, her empire goodness. And her producer slash record label, whatever, was big brother Terrence J. Now, the one who wasn't involved in the music industry was middle sister Jessica, who was Carrie Hilson. She was uh, a producer. She's still in entertainment. She was doing some something in television, we'll say. So... There are some issues going on with the family and rumors and innuendo. And uh, Jessica Carrie Hilson felt as though that the best way to rehab their image was to do a hip hop Christmas special, some of which was going to air live on MTV. And I said, for a movie that was shown on VH1, for it to be a Viacom family, why would this hip hop Christmas special air on MTV? And not VH1 or not BET or BET Plus. It was weird to me, but that's what happened. Because um, I'm a hater, I called, I said, Carrie is dating bald headed Neo. And Jason proposed, and he was playing Jason, and he proposed in the public with white folk afoot, but not her family. <laughs> and he sang the proposal, by the way. And I was like, was that necessary? 
Well, if you could sing. So was that necessary? It was not. And, the, and you know, the white folk were like, ooh, free entertainment. And I didn't like it. Um, but she said yes. And uh, Valerie Pettiford played Neo's bourgeois. She wasn't even bougie. She was bourgeois mother. Jason's father is dead and his mother doesn't see it for Jessica in her, quote, ghetto as family. And she was all about respectability politics. Now, here was my critique. Why those three private school children tried to be hard? I don't know. It, it, they did not seem authentic at all. I was like, what is going on? I wish that they had used more footage they did use a few footage like with red man doing his infamous cribs episode i wish they used more footage that they had from bet from vh1 and from mtv of mc light and of red man to kind of show their career back in the day but we're told that oh they have this dynasty oh they have all this respect but when we see them they're these well especially mc light she's this maternal mature person and Redman is equal parts a fool and like like who you all like the crazy uncle Redman, but also a father that who was all like, where my baby's at? Like, yo, you mean your your 35 year old baby? You know, he's very much still I love my kids type of a deal, but we got this money and my children lived in privilege. And so I, I'm gonna tell myself a little bit. I'm from Baltimore City. I live in the part of Baltimore City where there is crime. That's all I'm going to say about that. But I went to private school. And I've always recognized, well, my parents never let me forget the sacrifices that we all had to make for my brother and I to attend private school. And the people at private school never let us forget that we were from the hood either. Whatever. It was code switching. It was straddling two worlds. But one thing that I never tried to do is be hard. For what? I don't know where I'm from. They're, and you know what I can tell you? Everybody in my neighborhood are just people trying to survive. So me being in private school has no bearing on that at all. My hood is my hood. The end. So these kids were putting on, like, you had, you are children of privilege. So why y'all are trying to be hard? It makes no sense my mother was watching it with me she said why are these children trying to be white like what is going on but I will say that it is an interesting I will say that this was an interesting movie for if nothing else for headcanon to say what if Redman and MC like got together is this what their life would be is this how their children would have turned out also, MC Light and Redman performed, so you get a little bit of that. It was fun seeing the cameos. Again, I did not recognize everybody, but I'm sure there were some other people that showed up that you would be like, oh, that's what's up. So it wasn't a bad thing, but um, there were some points in there that I will not ruin for you that would just ignore it. Not ignore it. Um, I've been in wine. I'm sorry. That was just annoying to me and it didn't really ring true. And it kind of took me out of it a little bit, but the acting wasn't bad. If you've watched Empire, you know what you're getting. So that is VH1, A Hip Hop Family Christmas. It was two hours. It's good background. And also, I would also like to say, 
I did like it a little bit better than well. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, I complain about Lifetime and Hallmark being cookie cutter or formulaic and little inauthentic. And I was hoping that this would be different. And I am undecided about what it was that I saw. Like, would one call it cookie cutter or I don't know. So I want somebody else to watch it and then come and tweet me about it. So anyway, um, Lady D was gesturing wildly. And this is an audio only podcast. So we don't know what any of those things mean. So if Lady D wants to come off a of mute and tell me why she was gesturing, unless she was you trying said to they say, performed. Fuck they you. did. They performed, which I love. Like I said, if you casting actors and rappers in something like this, it would be great to hear some type of musical performance from them. Like I'm not expecting. For example, I'm not expecting Queen Latifah to rap or sing over on the Equalizer, but if she's in a holiday type movie, I might expect to hear something, a bar or two. It's great when we have actors who are singers and rappers, rappers who are and singers who are now actors, however you want to say it, if they also showcase their other talent as well. Let me roll into the next movie, A Christmas Deja Vu. The main actors were Amber Riley and Loretta Devine. And they sang a duet. (laughs) I was like, oh, oh, Loretta Devine is singing. What was that movie that we saw? And we were like, the nerve of them to cast Loretta Devine and Loretta Devine don't sing. I know. Oh, I think it was a Christmas in Harmony. Oh, I believe you are correct. And I said, oh my gosh, she's singing. Yes, both of them sang, and they when they sang a duet, I was like, "Where, where's Lady D? Where is she? How, how is she not here to see this?" So, a Christmas deja vu. It stars Loretta Devine, Amber Riley, and Blue Kimball. It was written and directed by Crystal Gibson. Now, this aired on BET, so you should be able to find it on BET and probably BET Plus, and. And possibly Paramount Plus. Ooh, possibly, yes. Because they have all the BET things. Mm-hmm. So the premise was a waitress played by Amber Riley hates her life. She gets a chance to live a life that she thought she wanted. And it was granted to her by the angel Gabriel. Now I'm saying this because there are Christian overtones not even undertones, overtones to this movie. The duet that Loretta Devine and Amber Riley sang happened in church. So I just want to say that um, I liked the movie. It was edgier than you would ever see uh, on Hallmark or on Lifetime in that there were some addiction issues that were there that one of the characters had. And that addiction, it caused that character to find themselves in situations that were like, exactly how many people are you sleeping with, friend? I mean, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa, where'd that come from? And we hoeing around in the movie? Good God. A missile hoe for show. 
uh you know with don't a, don't, a, don't be given a literal uh definite literal oh, uh, personification one, of our woo, definition woo. no this one uh we are a missile ho m-i-s-t-l-e-h-o-e she was a missile ho m-i-s-t-l-e-h-e-a-u-x okay she was a ho <laughs> that kind of way but I was surprised to see that there were some dark themes that were in this movie. Did we have a little bit of pray it away? Not really. Um, but God was there and was one way uh, of, uh, I, I don't want to say, hmm, the creator made themselves real in Candy's life. Candy was a character that Amber Riley played in a way that she, it was almost like a deconstructed Scrooge. So you didn't have the three ghosts um, come and visit you. Like, this is where you are. This is what would have happened if you were never born or like, that wasn't it. The life that she thought she wanted was granted to her. And she could see what that looked like, which was like the ghost of, of Christmas future. And then, so we started off with present and then she saw a future or an alternative reality. And then she had to decide which reality she wanted and what she wanted to do within that reality. And like I said, there were some dark themes. Like, there, let me give you some trigger warnings. There was suicide attempt. There's a lot of trauma and guilt. There's alcohol. There's promiscuity or whatever. Um, it was a good watch. I did live tweet it a little from the Watch With You account. I would recommend it. Um, this movie is not quite what I asked for in the last episode of Watch With You, which was essentially saying, let me have a non-traditional Christmas movie featuring a Black woman. But they took the Scrooge or having the ghost or, you know, like seeing different realities at Christmas time of different lives, deconstructed it, made it go dark, and then have some have something else you know look at different futures and it's all connected in a way that was satisfying in a way that I know would not have ever shown in those cookie cutter types of places so I did want something with a little more edge and a little more depth and that and this did give it to me so do you have any questions nah okay I think I did all of my rejoicing all right. Well, do you want to talk about Merry Little Christmas, which is a movie that both of us watched? Yes. That is where we're talking about our singers and rappers having a second wind, a new career. It stars Kelly Rowland of Destiny Child's fame. Mm -hmm. She actually has three of these under her belt. This is the third installment of this movie. And it is The Little Family. Let's pull up the synopsis again from our friends at Lifetime because it is a Lifetime. Because it is a Lifetime movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, this wine is talking to me. You better think, get it together because you know what I'm talking to you. It is talking to you like big time. Look, I don't think I've seen you this giddy in a while on some wine. 
Listen, you know I don't drink wine. Wine, I can drink shots. I'm like, shots, 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 and nothing. I drink one glass of wine, and I'm all like, how high the moon? Um, No, I think this is Merry Little Christmas Baby. Yes. It's actually the full name of this movie. So there are three installments. We have Merry Little Christmas, Merry Little Christmas Wedding, and now we're up to Merry Little Christmas Baby. And it's little L-I-D-D-L-E because that is their family's name. So this holiday, the Littles have much to be merry about. Jackie Little, who's Kelly Rowland, and her husband, Tyler Thomas Cadrot, are preparing for the arrival of their first baby. Meanwhile, Jackie's sister, Trina, who is played by Latanya Williams, and her husband, Julian, who's played by Jamie M. Kalika, are thinking about adopting a baby themselves. And spirited fashionista sister, Kiera, Brisha Webb's relationship with Chris, Nathan Witt, is heating up. With their family expanding in ways they could never have expected, Littles are headed for a crazy Christmas filled with merry mayhem and lots of love and laughter. That's a good synopsis. It is love because I would have said, I would have... Which one? That, that baby, Brisha Webb. Why? She too grown to be so stupid. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm like, I mean, why are you laughing? I'm serious. Like she, mm-mm. let me tell you something. Lots of my friends have gotten married. Lots of my family has gotten married. I have been around adjacent to wedding dresses. Never has it ever crossed my mind. To try on someone else's wedding dress. Nigga for what? And then destroyed it. Now she did get another one because I mean, you know, like. Wait a minute. You're referring back to to last year? The second one. Yes. Last year's. And then this year, the immaturity. Like, don't you got a whole child that's like 12? Girl, what? I mean, I don't know. Yes, but this is a new man. And and they hadn't really had those conversations. So you could see, I could see where she might be a little nervous. Well, uh, Kelly Rowland is very pregnant. We know this is probably coincide with her real life pregnancy. No, no, it didn't. Oh, oh, when she got married, that's when she had her real life pregnancy. This but, she, one, they, but did they record them simultaneously? No, because then she had to have her baby. It was fake, but it was fine. I mean, it's, it's the idea. Did they sell the fact that she was pregnant? Yes. Heavily pregnant, I should say. To the point where I know the baby wasn't uh, due. She was supposed to be pregnant at Christmas, but not necessarily due at Christmas. So they were selling the fact that she could have, in fact, given birth any minute. The size of her stomach, of the alleged bump, showed that. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, that's just me, but that's nitpicking because I feel as though the Littles and their little universe is one of the most successful things that Lifetime has produced. And I'm glad that they're, that they continue to keep the cast, even Debbie Morgan, who I suspect was taping our kind of people, Skyped in and recorded some scenes. And so oh, I'm, yeah. I didn't even huh? think about that. Think about what? 
that she was taping our kind of people. I've suspected she may have been, but she still was able to be there. So they didn't go full soap opera and was like, Mama, Mama met the abominable snowman and now we got a merry <laughs> little funeral. You know, like <laughs> they didn't write her off or anything. So she's still very much a part of it. And everybody comes back and there was the hint of maybe a Christmas vacation. Now, I would really like that because Grimwald's family vacation that they did in the 80s and they had different movies right. with Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to have a black version non-racist. Of yeah, a black version, but most importantly, a non-racist version. Chevy Chase, I'm looking at you. Uh, <laughs> well, of this. Well, well, it tends to be when people of color put things together, we're not as racist in them. You're damn right we ain't. So I, I would like if they were trying to go on vacation and they have hijinks and anyone who has tried to travel with family knows that it never goes smoothly. So if there's a comedy of errors, but they still keep love in, a, in the middle, because like I said, that sister, I would have mailed her to Tokyo many moons ago, you know, with a one way ticket and a do not return. Or, or she came back with a return to sender. So, you know, where they, they, it was like, mm. but they keep the love in there. And I did like the baby shower. I thought that was cute where they had a, it wasn't the way it was intended, but it was the way it should have been. That baby shower was so cute. It was. So essentially you had some traditional elements but there was also like an outdoors opportunity to have games where people were occupied and there weren't the traditional baby shower games. I hate baby shower games. I tolerate it because I know that it's tradition and people want to experience it. But personally, I don't want to find the diaper with the peanut butter in it to simulate poop. It's weird, y'all. It's weird. But put up with it, and then I'm like, oh, thank God, it's over. So they didn't necessarily have that. They had, like, physical games and activities where the fathers could get involved and the children could occupy themselves and the elders could sit there and be like, mm, she know that ain't none of his baby. You know, or whatever it is that the elders do. So I, and she could also have a break so I did like that I mean all in all I just feel as though that family uh is cast well and the movies are good that's all I have so to we're say. just looking for a whole line of merry little movies okay um last question that I know you didn't prep for so it may be hard so a lot of these shows tape in Canada mm-hmm a lot of CW shows tape in Canada. And also a lot of these movies star 90s folk, right? Or people who were popular in the 90s or the early 2000s. If you can fantasy cast, and they don't have to be in movies together, but fantasy cast a few actors, either from the CW or for the 90s, that you would like to see in one of these holiday movies, who would it be? Wow. Who would I like to see from the 90s? Or CW. 
or the CW mm-hmm. in a film, in one yeah. of these type films. That's right, like Hallmark of Lifetime, unconnected you know film. Yes. I would like to see Mary J. Blige. Okay. Or Mariah Carey. They both can act. Mariah Carey did do one. I don't she did, she oh, did yeah, one she, with Lacey Chabert. She did, she did, but she wasn't the main character. No, no she came in to be a villain. Right. Wait, I, want, I, want, I think she's done a few from that. I think that. Well, when I say often, this, I meant the main character, not a supporter. Okay. Well, you know what, though? But here's the deal. Mariah Carey has a, a variety show on Apple for Christmas. I don't know if there is also a movie connected to it. Hmm. So, but you're saying that you'd watch it. Okay. So Mariah Carey and or. Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Um, Method Man, because he is um a whole snack right now. Right now. Well, like period. But he, you know, as you get older, you know, like a fine wine. Girl, he's always been fine. Then now, but yeah, but like he's, he's even finer. He's even finer. You just getting on board. That's all. No, it's not that I'm not just getting on board. I'm saying he's even finer as he's gotten older. Uh-huh. You know, some people can be good looking when they're young and they're just, and they're good looking. He's good looking. But as he's gotten to be in a, a full fledged, grown and sexy, that's where he is. I feel the same way about Method Man today as I did in the 90s. Like, okay. Serious. So I'm like, yeah, of course he's fine. Of course he looks like, like I did never said he wasn't good looking like he was, but I'm just saying he's gotten he's gotten better. Um, I don't know who else. Mm. You know what? Candace Patton might be good in one of these. She was my pick. I was wondering why she hasn't. I don't know. Nobody did anybody ask her? And I started wondering that because uh, when she and Barry were engaged, Greg Gustin, who plays Barry Allen on The Flash, when they were engaged and they had those little mishaps about trying to get married and they were like, she was doing interviews and saying, listen, I keep telling people, Grant and I are ready to do a rom-com. And how they said they ad-libbed a lot of those scenes. And I was like, no, Billy, why aren't you doing those movies? Why am I still looking at Clarissa Explains It All and Sammy Brady? <laughs> I'm serious. It's like, how many movies can they do? I would love to see her do one. So she's one of my picks. Okay. What about men? Oh, for me? Yeah. Okay. Um, From the CW, I would say that um, from the 4400, Joseph David Jones, I think it's his name, but he plays Jarrell on 4400. He also played um, John Diggle Jr., Okay. Uh, from Arrow, so him. Mm-hmm. I think that hell. Speaking of Arrow, David Ramsey, who played Dick, I think in terms of men. Um, so if you wanted more of a younger set and then a more mature love, those two would be good. Um, mm-hmm. Candace Patton, as I said, I think you could fit her in anywhere. So those are. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else on CW. Um, no, not off the top of my head. Um, so those those are those people in general. Hmm. 
I, I don't know about in general. I, I would stick with CW and that's only because everybody now, whether it's streaming or it is own or VH1 or BET, Positive TV or whatever it is or and Netflix, they understand the value of a Christmas movie. So I don't know if I would cast people in a Hallmark slash Lifetime movie, you know, unless they were in CW and I'm saying like, dude, you're there. So why don't you? Uh, Versus who would I want to see in a Christmas movie? You know, that one, I think I'd have to give more thought to, but, um, but since I asked a question, I put you on a spot. I guess I should put myself on a spot as well. And I would say... I'm trying to think about if there was a musician, I'm trying to think about who could act um, that I would want to see. Uh, I know Ashanti has done some, uh-huh. and I'm also thinking like my mind is here. I'm still on the wine, but my mind is in in a few different places, and I'm thinking who in their 20s, who in their 30s, who in their 40s, who in their 50s, because like Regina Hall just turned 51, right? And yeah, Taraji. Like- it's like we getting old but we don't but we ain't getting old <laughs> right you know like and you're still viable like when you're young you don't realize how viable <laughs> middle age still can be so that's the thing like and i'm also admittedly not oh okay i'm gonna do it like this i have been saying that i wanted a non-traditional christmas movie like a long kiss good night and I wanted a black woman cast in it. So I'm trying to think of who's the black woman I would want to be in an action movie like A Long Kiss Good Night. And then answer is Tiana Parrish. Okay. So that's that's who I would want. If not Tiana Parrish, I think that Nicole Bahari should be cast in everything and more things. So no Kobari. So here are my list of like black women who I just think should be cast in more things. Lashawna Lynch, Tiana Parrish, whom I mentioned, Nicole Bahari, whom I mentioned. Those three for sure. I would love to see do like a spy or something non-traditional that takes place at Christmas time that could be a classic alternative. So if you don't want to do cookie cutter, if you don't, if you want something a little edgier, if you want a mystery, if you want a horror, that's who I want. Uh, to conclude with Merry Little Christmas Baby, I enjoyed it. It was a recommend for me. Is it a recommend for you? It is. Because I like this. I like the series. There's only one other movie that I watched that we both watched. And then I'm going to let you take it away with all of the ones you watched. And so the next movie that I watched was... <laughs> Sorry, a Kirk Franklin Christmas. What is the what is the official name of Kirk Franklin's? It's uh, Kirk Franklin's A Gospel Christmas. <laughs> Why are you giggling so? Uh that Kirk Franklin. Did did you you saw it? Hey, you ain't laughing. What? What? I mean, okay, so. Why is it a Kirk Franklin Christmas? Because they sang Silver and Gold and all of the Christmas songs just about that they sang were Kirk Franklin's songs. So well, I guess well, he, in order he for them. the deck. Oh, okay, anything. Yeah, well, so he produced it or whatever, but it felt like 
they said, we want to use Kirk Franklin's music. And Kirk Franklin is such a G that he was saying, so I'm going to need you to sing all of my songs. I'm going to need my name on it. And I'm going to need a cameo. But I ain't coming to whatever your little COVID area is. So I'm going to Skype in and you will be happy. The end. So that's why I'm giggling. Okay. That's why you're giggling? So that's what happens when your money's behind it. I, and I'm not mad at it, but I was like, man, Kirk Frank, Kirk Franklin, I suspect, will backhand double up a piss slap a nigga real quick. Well, we know this because we know this because remember his um argument with his son got leaked. <laughs> I mean, I guess y'all people forgot Kirk Franklin's is from Texas and he's short and, and he ain't for all that foolishness. Just because I I love the Lord does not mean I will not smoke you out in the name of Jesus. That's all it is. And I just, it tickles me every time because I admire him. So he's such a talented composer. I, you know, put all of the respect, not even respect, the respect on his name. And I just wasn't expecting it to be a Tyler Perry Presents, a.k.a. a Kirk Franklin Presents, A Gospel Christmas. Did you pull up the folk that were in it? I pulled up the summary and then I was going to pull up the folks. Okay, take it away. The synopsis. When Olivia Dimitri McKinney, a young assistant pastor, gets assigned to be a lead pastor at a new church a month before Christmas, she's fearful she can't manage the transition including getting the choir ready to open the town's annual winter jamboree. Banding together with her new congregation, Olivia discovers a new home for herself and even finds a little Christmas romance along the way, featuring a special appearance and songs written and arranged by Kirk Franklin. The cast included Demetria McKinney, Kendra C. Johnson, Jen Harper, uh, Dieta West, Angela Burchett, Ken Colquitt, Shashai, Shakai O'Neill. Okay, well, see, now I have a question for you. Do uh-huh. they say who the male, the love interest was? Uh, Chaz Lamar Shepard. Could he smile any harder? Was he supposed well, look, to be every, anything look, but a comedian? Um, almost every picture I see, he's smiling that hard. With every tooth in his mouth. And I, uh, I mean, look, at least he he's cheats, got a nice set of teeth. Yeah, okay. I, I <laughs> did. I need to see him. No, uh, it was just it was weird. Where you know she's all like, "Oh, I had a bad day." This sister old came around here and just said that you know that I I'll never be pasta because we need a singing pasta and whatever else. And he's just all cheeks. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, how you doing, girl? You want a cheeseburger, girl? Hey, girl. <laughs> and I'm like, are you supposed to be a viable love interest? And then I thought to myself, Chitlin Circuit. Oh, my. You, sir, are popular on the Chitlin Circuit. And you are smiling like, look at me now. And I know. I'm like, I've seen you somewhere before, I'm sure, in a commercial for Beauty Shop or something. I don't know. And who wants to bust it open for Mr. Teeth? I just, it was, it was the most 
unsexiest. I'm like, is that what I'm supposed to get from this? That because it's a gospel Christmas that is chaste? And therefore, of course, you're not wondering why those two aren't sexing. Look at his smile. Is that what it was? But because oh I didn't goodness. get it. Oh, no, do, oh, oh, I'm okay. Sorry. Well, I, look, look, here's the thing. You? I'm not bust. Wait a minute. I'm not busting it open for somebody that's got a jacked up mouth. So in other words, you so in other words, you're saying that you would bust it open for Sir Chas. <laughs> I mean, if the options was somebody with a jacked up mouth set a grill. Versus Chaz, I'm gonna go with Chaz because I prefer your teeth to be nice. I'm not mad. Of course, I liked the soundtrack because it was nothing but Kirk Franklin Christmas album, but it was a it was a cute movie, I guess. It was cute because it seems like over on Lifetime they got a lot of their Christmas movies that are having a actual faith-based backing over there more than uh the other channels well actually hallmark is putting some of theirs have a faith faith-based uh backing too no listen I, I love the lord so i don't have a problem with anyone's faith as long as that faith does not say that you should hurt vulnerable populations and animals <laughs> like mm-hmm. that and, and do something that adults can't consent to and children. Like, unless, as long as your faith doesn't tell you to be a general harmful or hurtful human being, do you. It's a little problem with that. I just, the casting, I did live tweet this. And there were parts that I decided that I was going to reread A Seven Days in June to finish. Because I said, the Lord don't want me to tweet what I really think and let the devil use me because it was funny. And they had a character who was, I alluded to her earlier. She was the sister of a deceased pastor. So Demetria Kenny was an assistant pastor and daughter of, I think it was Regina Bell, singer, R&B legend, Regina Bell, who had a mega church. And something happened where her daughter didn't really want to sing but she was an ordained minister and come to find out there was a smaller church who was looking for a minister because their pastor died now the pastor's sister was still grieving and she was giving our heroine a hard way to go and there were some things that happened where I even tweeted like there was a toilet overflow And out comes this lady out of nowhere with a smirk on her face. And I tweeted like, did old old girl put her depends in the toilet to overflow it and try to make her handle her, you know, like, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that the producer agreed with me. It it was a cartoonish villain, but we, we church folk, and we do know that you you do have that elder sometimes who is quite resistant to all of the change. And well, will... ain't there always one of them somewhere? Always. Like... Some mother in the church just ancient. Like you churn ain't fitting to do nothing new. Y'all can't bring the internet up here. We cannot be casting our service over the over the over that that tube out there. 
Well, it's the devil's work. It's the devil's work. <laughs> but either way, I mean, is she wrong? I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying that there is that type of opposition. So I am glad that she was present, that the type of a character was present so that all of us can laugh and be like, ooh, there's always one. But um, my criticism is that the two leads that were supposed to have a romantic overtone didn't to me. And so when they have the inevitable conflict, I'm like, girl, get you a V8. Because really, that ain't the dude you should be tripping over. Like, I didn't see it. And it wasn't even a misunderstanding. Wasn't something that it was like, girl, really? This is your misunderstanding? It was so overblown. And I think that maybe it would have had more depth. Maybe it would have hit me differently if I saw him as a leading man and or even if I didn't see him as a leading man, if I felt as though he had chemistry with the leading lady. So to me, it felt like a buddy comedy where, you know, like, girl, you in this position, this church does need some new blood and fresh ideas and I'm going to roll with you to make it happen. And not involve anybody's genitalia. That's all I got from it. So what about you? What did you think? I mean, I I'm I think you I've I don't read that much into most of the love interests unless the whole chemistry on screen is super horrible. I'm not opposed because they're cheesy movies. Um so my final thoughts on Kirk Franklin's A Gospel Christmas is if you like Kirk Franklin's music um and you like holiday religious-based music, then this is a good movie to watch because you get all of that good gospel Christmas music. Other than that, it falls into the holiday genre movies. If you like the formula, go ahead and watch it. So let's talk about a few more movies that you can watch that, of course, star Black women. We have You Make It Feel Like Christmas. I haven't watched. I've actually just started it. There is a Christmas dance reunion which starred uh corbin blue from high school musical and the young lady the black young lady Mo- her name is monique coleman she is again from high school musical so you have a mini high school uh, musical cast reunion in a christmas dance reunion i thought it was a cute movie there was dance um lots of you know, Christmas music, cute storyline, how we're going to save this this uh, lodge ran by a Black man, which is always good. Um, because normally, you know, these, these movies, the lodges are run by these upper middle class white folks. This time it's actually run by a Black man and his nephew's coming to help him. And, you know, Monique's character comes to, and her mom to celebrate the closing but then turns into a let's save the lodge it was cute go ahead and watch it and i think the only other one that we didn't tell people to watch is our christmas journey and on top of that if you love motown and you like Smokey robinson then on lifetime there's a miracle in motor city it stars tia maori and mark taylor and Smokey robinson makes many appearances in the movie and lots and speaking lines as well and singing so that wraps 
our mistle hoe part two.